Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. live good morning morning we got an old friend today joining us he's the one Very in the green old. yeah <laughs> yeah Dude, i know everybody else wears. Dude, I mean, you you orange and green today, bro. you're colorful i know pastor well, jeff so. stepping in to make it two decent pastors today thank you for joining <laughs> actually us. actually he's now now the reverend doctor right jeff? Is that <laughs> reverend doctor. i don't think you've been on the podcast since you've been conferred the title Probably of doctor. Not. one decent yeah. pastor and one doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and a doctor. That's right. Or, or what have you been? What have you been doing? Right, Reverend you Doctor. All the time in the world. Uh, Jeff. Well, I only work Taking one day. Naps. I only work one day a week. So eating little snacks. That's right. <laughs> I have some naps in my office. <laughs> That's David's idea of having free time. Yeah, <laughs> you just got a bowl of naps grapes, and like, snacks. Like, right. Just, uh, just nothing to do, bro. Playing mm-hmm. video games. What? What are we doing? Yeah, usually. No. Yeah. Well, we already got a thumbs up. We're like a minute Sweet. in and somebody thumbs up us. <laughs> Jeff's <laughs> wife, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for getting him out of here for an hour. Yeah, He's yeah. been laying around eating like, snacks. Doing yeah, <laughs> doing nothing. Remember that Seinfeld episode where Costanza built uh, like a little nap cubby underneath his desk? Yeah. And he got busted, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> yeah, he had an alarm clock ticking and somebody thought it was a bomb. There and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody thought it was a bomb, but it was his alarm clock making noise. That was a good episode, actually. Oh, I have a bone to pick, by the way, before we get started. I just went down to get a cup of coffee after you guys, and someone didn't fill the water up, bro. Someone emptied the stinking dealio, the reserve, and didn't. You kill it, you fill it. I didn't fill it. I can't blame it on Terry, which usually (laughs) it's Terry. (laughs) But he's not here. So it's coming back down. It's one of you. It was me. Yeah, we, we both got our cups of coffee. We needed, already, you'd already come upstairs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were coming back down. Well, otherwise the last we, guy. Otherwise, we would have emptied it fully. Don't you people have homes to drink coffee in? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I drink mine. <laughs> wow. uh, anything important to announce or talk about or before we haven't seen you in a while? So nothing nothing exciting to... No. Is so, life better at all? Are you is. relieved at all? I have more okay. brain space. Yeah. My daughter Hannah's graduating from college. That's awesome. That's well, fantastic. Dude, it, doesn't, it seems too soon. That went by quick. It seems like it's what, crazy. What's she going to do? Get a job. That's <laughs> told her the rent's going to be decreasing. Get a job. So. <laughs> Who is that? Bruce Hornsby? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I was thinking of that. Get a job. Bruce Hornsby in the range. The way he's saying it, dude. I want Alice Cooper, the American anthem or whatever that is. You know, looking for a girl with a job and a car. You know that one? There's a lot of dudes out there doing that right now. There. Yeah. Or they're in the yep. basement playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got. I've got. Uh, <laughs> I need snacks. I got three questions for you, Jeff. These are important ones. So three. Favorite Christmas song. Ooh. What do you got? He's already stumped. Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably Joy to the World. Mm. Joy to the World's a good yep. one. Favorite Christmas movie. Mm. Oh. Christmas it, vacation. I was going to say, don't go all spiritual <laughs> yeah, with that Christmas one. Christmas vacation. <laughs> and favorite Christmas tradition. Um, my wife makes sticky buns in the morning. Nice. All right. Yep. Very cool. It's weird. It's coming fast, guys. I know. It's like, it is. what? A couple weeks. Yeah. Less, less than two days. weeks away. Yep. 
Yeah, let's say the 14th, 11 days. Yeah. This might be You're opening up a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than shopping. David's got a weird look on his it's face. It's more he than shopping. Shop it's like the worst time in the world for a pastor. Like we should be like celebrating it and being right. like, this is the best time in the world for a pastor. And yeah. it's like there's so many things to do and to consider that it's like this stinks. It's a busy season, isn't it? Yeah. It's a busy you, season. You get your wives their, their gifts yet? In the process. Yes. Dare I ask? <laughs> so, uh, Dave's not answering. Well, no, I ha- I got a few, but so her birthday is the, the day after Christmas. Ah. Uh, so I have the burden of not only burden. like, <laughs> of not only like. Poor guy. It's all Joyful about me. Burden. Can you guys stop for a second? Right, sorry. <laughs> I have to not only double up for her, but I have to make that second day like bigger, better. Right. Than the first day or else she feels like not good. So every year it's just like, what am I going to do this year? How am I going to top, you know? Last year. How am I going to top Jesus' birthday? <laughs> right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a tall order, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, good luck. Because yeah. you Thank don't want to get the birthday cakes mixed up. No. Right. And then I doubled up on my sermons this year, so I am like got my head there, too. So. <laughs> of course, you double up every week. So Do I? I can't complain. You guys you doing Christmas Eve? Yeah, we'll do. In uh, the evening, I mean? We'll do, yeah, we'll do, well, we'll do morning and evening. Did same, same service. We're going to send so everybody, like we did last we're year. We're going to send everybody your okay. way because we're only doing morning. So, yeah, 10 and 4. 10 4. Good buddy. 10 4. Good buddy. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're diving in. Here we go, guys. Let's ready? do it. Uh, wait, wait. The big question for you guys to answer is first one is what is theology? Theo. Theo means. Means. God. The study keep, keep of going. theology. Keep study the of God. Study of, More specifically, right? I think it's the study of it's lo- who God is and what he's done. God and logos, so it's God and, and word. What we say about God or what we believe about God yeah. is, is the, the Greek go. the Greek nature of it. It works. Yeah, it's like uh, the study of, of who he is, his character, his attributes, um, You know, he, the way he works, uh, how he relates to the world, yeah. and how he relates to us. All so, things God. Yeah. Yep. God talk is what God talk. calls it. Here we go. Uh, why is it important? I can't remember who it was. Somebody, might have been Jay Packer, but some, somebody said, what somebody you think about God is the most important thing about you. Or do you have, did is I jump Tozer? ahead? It's Tozer. Oh. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most, most important thing about us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Calvin used to say the two most important things we can know is, you know, about man and God. I mean, as far as human beings go, but yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, did I butcher that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I don't think it was, was it Luther? No, I think it was Calvin. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think either of them would want credit for that, the way you, you phrased that. Sorry, so buddy. <laughs> He's like, don't quote me anymore, dude. Don't, don't even quote me. I mean, it's, it's neat to think that God has gone out of his way to reveal himself in, in a very specific way through his word. Um, and, and I wish more people took advantage of that because it seems like the way most people come up with their theology is is maybe not the way yeah it's, it's, the, it's feelings feelings or what i think about god yeah, yeah what we think he should be like or how we imagine him or we we, we are good at creating a god yeah. in our image and our likeness and, right. and that we feel comfortable with and, and not necessarily um accepting what he's revealed to us through his word which is pretty important mm-hmm. right so, so would, what kind of a grade would you give most christians uh not in your churches specifically or our churches specifically but like when it comes to theology or what kind of a scale are we talking about? Let's go A to F. D. D? <laughs> I don't know. F just stands for failure. Failed? Yeah. yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, these are some stats I got out of a book. I think it was a D. a D. Okay. Yeah, I'd be down in the Ds. This too. was uh, a Maybe book. Maybe a D minus. Yeah. There's Maybe a book a out there called uh, Everyone's a Theologian, I think is what it's called, and it's uh, Jen Wilkin and J.T. English, I think, are the authors of it. But they have some stats in here that I'll just share with you. Um, the, God learns and adapts to different circumstances. 48% of evangel- evangelicals agree with that, that God learns and adapts from different circumstances. That's sad. Yeah. That's an F. Yeah, that's F right there. <laughs> Here's the next one. the sovereignty part. Yeah. Everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. 65% of evangelicals wow. agree with that statement. Again, just like, it blows your mind. Yeah. F, again. Yeah. God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. 56% oh, of evangelicals word. agreed with that statement. <laughs> and then the last one was, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Forty-three percent of evangelicals agreed with that statement. Wow! Do they say in there at all? Like, what? What? Do they have any older statistics? Uh, that particular one, it says, it was up up from thirty percent in twenty twenty. Wow. So in a short period of time, it went from thirty percent to forty three percent. But those are pretty alarming. I mean, it just yeah. kind of lets you know that the state of theology in the church mm-hmm. um, is not great. And I guess I'm not fully surprised by it, but. Um, but it's a little shocking. It's yeah, it stinks because it is such an important thing, and I think I think most people think of theology as, as a bad word, or um, you know, they, we don't want it to be about a religion. We want it to be about a relationship. You hear people say these kinds of things all the time, and I understand right. the sentiment there. But theology is pretty stinking important. Well, not only yeah. that, like the the idea of like simplicity, which which is true. I just had a conversation with someone when we walked in today, and we kind of got into the little bit into the theology thing, and and uh, he he was talking about simplicity. And I was just simply saying, like, even the most simplistic understandings or concepts or beliefs that you have about God is called theology. So I think we, we see the word and we go, this is this this really big, heady, right. like, right. intellectual. It's academic. Right. It's this yeah. academic level up here, but it, but it's not. Like, theology is any conclusion or belief that you come to yeah. on any level <clears throat> So if that's true, God. there's a sense in which everybody's a theologian. Everybody has a to, theology. To some degree. Yes. Other, right? Well, yes. everybody has a theology of God. Yeah, yes. everybody believes something. Believe in yeah. some or not. There's there's a, still a theology. There's right. a right. thought they have about him. Now, when I saw that book title, We're All Theologians, I thought, I don't think most people are. And then it's like, then they make their case, and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 yeah, everybody believes something. No matter what. Him. Yep. Well, so it's the ivory, it is the, like, it's such a, they think, oh, that's a big word. Or you hear people say, well, you're the theologian. Why don't you? It's like, well, actually, we all are. So yep. let's. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, the reason that this kind of, Got sparked as I saw this uh, tweet this week or whatever you call it now. I want to call it. I don't know what it's called. It's X. We'll go with that. Um, From a a Fuller Theological Seminary professor named David Taylor. Um, And and basically every year when he teaches his theology class at Fuller, um, he tells his students seven things about theology uh, before they jump in. And we're going to go through each one of them, kind of maybe talk about what it means and then whether you agree or disagree with it or why it's important type of thing. So, you know, and some of the way he words things isn't, isn't, yeah, you're, you're going to have to tell me what he means. He is a, to make it simple, simplistic. <laughs> he, he is what we think of when we think of an, an academic theologian. Ah. So the way he words it is like, we'll, we'll try to, he does a couple of these, he actually says it and then he, and then he rephrases it in a way that makes it understandable. But the first one is this, he says, theology at its best is informed by the local church, the historic church, and the global church. All three must be at the table for theology to work well. See, he could have ordered that five different ways, bro. <laughs> I think I know what he's saying. What, is, what do you think he's saying, or, or what is he getting at here? If, so 
I believe he's saying like if we if we're coming up with something new, as as far as the people around us, the people that have come before us, and the people that have gone all the way back to the beginnings, then we have a problem. All right, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I don't know that I would fully agree with that. Well, I that's think a, what he's saying is it's I mean it's it's separate. It was it was that all existed before. I mean the local church and the global church and the so I think there's a sense where I get what he's saying and I would probably maybe would say it more of that's where theology is lived out in the the global the local and the this is going to be fun. Yeah. We're, we're all going to because we can't even decipher the dude's statements. We're all going to have different things to say. Okay, let me let me, yep, let me help let us me out, try Brent. to break it down. Where, where my mind real quick, my, my mind went that like like the local church, I think, is the primary place for most Christians that their theology is, is played out and lived. Like if we're doing it right, mm-hmm. yeah. But the local church is where you know the theology is on display, but it's not separated from the historical or the global. It's church, not new, right? Right, it's not separate. So we have to look back at, at you know the historical church, and we can learn things from from history, uh, both good and bad, you know, right and wrong. And especially for us Westerners, us, us Americans, we have to remember like the church is bigger than us. Right? There, there's a whole yeah. world out there where local churches exist that are not Western. Yes. Um, that have different traditions that you know still fit within. You know, that's theology. what I, that's where I was going with it. Is that like in order for theology to work well, you need it needs to be informed by the local church for sure. But not just by the local church, because we also have to consider the global church, what's going on in the you know right. everywhere, and we have to think of the historic church, what's gone on traditionally in the church, and, and and let all of those things help inform what we believe about God. Right. Not just your local church, and I think right now even in America, the American church, we see this happening a lot to the detriment of the church. We're only thinking about us in the here and now, and, and that's right. what we're informing our whole theology on. And there's a, it's a lot bigger than that. I think we see um, a lot of missionaries that go you know over there, wherever that is, yeah. and, and they just try to recreate an American church over there, right? Right, without consideration, you know, to the culture and, and just the global nature of the church, and it isn't always helpful. Yeah, yeah, considering what the church is going through in other parts of the world and, yeah. and what they've gone through in history, and all of that informs our theology more right. than just what's happening in our in our local churches. So. All right, that's the first one. Jeff, do you agree with that? <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't. Still, even after we, even after we, I, think, I think probably where I'm stuck is on the word form and how he how he phrases that. Okay. Because I think theology. I'm pull up my notes. It informs the local church. I don't think it's informed by it. And how he phrases it there is, it sounds like well, the local church, the global church. That's that's okay. that's the that's way what, I took you it. Know, that's exactly that's what, what I was saying. helping us develop develop our theology. I think the theology is developed before that and informs the local church. That's that's maybe where I, I would probably say it a little bit differently. That's where I thought he was going. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, all right. We're off to a good start. <laughs> oh, it's going to get better. <laughs> second one says, the second one says this, theology at its best cultivates in us the virtues of reading books carefully, critically, and charitably. You don't have to love everything that you read in my class, but you do need to offer its authors the neighbor love that Jesus demands of us all. Now, this is obviously he's referring to books that they're reading in his class. But I would say just when we read things, um, I think we can apply it to that. So when we're reading different things about theology or things about God, um, are we are we reading them carefully, critically and charitably? Mm-hmm. I guess is the sure. And everything, I think, you know, because I think we all we would all probably sit here and say we have favorite authors that we trust. Right. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes we can sort of read those comfortably without even at times thinking, you know, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would agree with that, and here's why. But I think the theology has to inform the disagreement as well. 
right. you know, even it, I think it helps us to be critical thinkers. And I, I think every, every Christian should be a critical thinker. Right. Um, and I think our theology is what helps us to, to do that well. But, but at the same time, if we don't have a correct well, I think theology, our, then... I think an honest pursuit of theology is what helps us do yeah. it well, right? Sure. Like our theology sometimes is what keeps us from going farther mm-hmm. is because yeah. we're, we're holding on to this thing and we're not allowing it to be challenged <coughs> or, right. or stretched. So I, I think a, a pursuit of theology is what allows us, like we're, we talked about this the other day, like we live in a total cancel culture inside yeah. the church, like inside right. like categories of theology, where if this guy isn't in my category, he's canceled. I'm not even going to read him. I'm not going to listen seriously to anything he has to say. And that's kind of what I saw with this is like, it, it will do us good. To, like we can learn from yeah. so many different avenues, and, but we we yeah. we don't afford it to ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. because we heard a thing, or this person, it's was said to have done this thing or said this thing back here. Well, go see. I've been like, doing go this be critical, right? Yeah, and see if God has something there for you. I've been <clears> doing <throat> this right now with Doug Wilson because I I oh. have I have ideas about him from what I've heard. So I've started listening to his stuff on YouTube where he's actually defending himself in some of these areas, and it's like, okay, if I listen carefully critically and charitably to what he's actually saying. Yep. I, I'm not, I'm not seeing like people are accusing him now of coming up with a different idea of justification by faith. Right. And then he just comes out and says, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. They're putting words on my mouth. They're, they're not it's exactly is, what we do. Isn't and, it? Yeah. And right. it's just funny. Cause when I hear the pundits or who are not the pundits, that's the wrong word, but the critics, uh-huh. um, you go, well, yeah, Doug Wilson's a, he's a fool, man. I, you know, let's not listen to him at all. But then when you listen to the words coming out of his mouth and what he's writing, I'm not so sure that's, that's the case, right. but we need to be, we need to be better about that. We don't read sure, things man. carefully. We no, don't we listen don't. carefully. Um, and, and I think that's the first part, you yeah. know, yeah. be careful. Well, and I think there's a sense too, where I think in our world right now, and I think this is true, especially for the younger generation is that they, they are not necessarily thinking critically. Right. They are actually, um, What's the word I'm looking for? They're they're skeptical of everything they read. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be that there was an acceptance of everything you read. Now it's almost swung the opposite direction, and I'm skeptical of everything I read. So so that why wouldn't that then translate into the Bible? Right. Right. So I'm skeptical of what I read in the yeah. Bible. Well, that can't really be true. That couldn't really have happened, yeah. you know. And so I think that when you begin to be skeptical of, of where we find our theology. Then that you know that I think is is the the dangerous piece as well. Right. And 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 how do we help? I mean, as pastors, how do we help our people to become critical thinkers? Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, I think our biggest problem now in j- is just our, our veritology. It's that it's that we're not in pursuit of truth anymore. Like our young people, our, our right. culture, our society, they don't they, they really don't care if something's true or not. They just care about whether they agree with somebody. <laughs> right, right. So, so it's not like they're even, like their whole, their whole premise like is void of objectivity mm-hmm. or critical thinking, right? Because right. truth isn't the goal. Right. It's emotion. Yeah. It's yeah. your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, the feelings yeah. drive everything. And I think yeah. we can have a tendency to maybe be less critical and more charitable towards people that agree with us mm. and, and the opposite towards you know, people that are outside of our camp, that mm-hmm. we can be more critical, less charitable to people that don't think the way that we do. Yeah. And I know, I'm, I'm sure you guys would say this too, that you know, I've benefited from reading people that I know that I disagree with in some yeah. ways. Yeah, I do totally. Um, you know, to, to, to certain extents, like mm-hmm. it's, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Keller was just a master at, uh, you know, how to engage people coming from different perspectives. And I think we would do well yeah. to learn from you know, his examples. Even as critics. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, charity is the one thing that I th- in this list that I think a lot of people don't get. A lot of right. theologians read carefully; uh, they read critically. Yeah, um, but the, the charity's the, the missing part there, right? And, and that's something that is very Christ-like and something that we should strive for as as Absolutely. pastors and theologians. Yeah. So, yeah, and trying to see, I think, underneath where somebody's coming from, like, okay, what's driving that perspective or that thought, or you know, yeah. where they're. Yeah. But I, I don't know that we always take the time to think through it, or for right. sure. Yeah. Okay. The next one, this one was a little bit weird. <laughs> so hopefully you guys track. You mean it. the first two weren't? <laughs> <laughs> this one's weirder, I think. Okay. This is theology at its best, reckoned seriously with the possibility and mystery of God talk. But our God talk is not something to be mastered. It is instead most fundamentally a triune mystery to be entered into personally and relationally. So, yes, God is good. Are we talking about, um, <laughs> are we talking about, sharpening are we talking about conversations surrounding our theology concerning our theology i sort of wonder you know just as i read that you know it seems to me what he's saying is that a couple things one is it seems like i don't know if this is the right word but our theology maybe has to be a little bit fluid in the sense that um we're like we do know what we believe about god as best we can understand but we're also, not only are we willing to learn more, but we're also willing at times to be challenged by, um, you know, maybe a different perspective or a different, uh, somebody thinks differently about that or, or that's not necessarily something we agree with. But, man, somebody can show us from the scriptures that, hey, this is what we see here. You know, then, then we gotta, we got to wrestle with that. See, I think know. I'm way off. So I, 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 that's, I mean, that's how I kind of think about what he's saying, is I don't think My it's something like seems. it's mastered to the sense like I'm an expert in this. Well, he, say, he uses the words triune mystery. So when we're talking about God, we're dealing with a triune mystery that we can never wrap our heads right. around. So, so we're, and, and when we try to master this idea of we're going to yeah. figure God out, we're going we're gonna to answer all these yeah. questions, we're going to figure him out. I, I was mean, thinking about us and what do we that? do in the shed, which kind of started this whole thing where we that's just all, sit, we sit, where we sit around and we have conversations about our favorite thing, right? which is God. And the things of God. And it's not because we think we have it all figured out, but because we're, we're so intrigued and we're so excited about this subject that we want to run our fingers through, further through, right. and contemplate further those things which have us captivated. I think right? it's both of those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, exa- yeah. We want to plumb the depths. We, want, the, we want to just personally and relationally, we want this to always be. The difference is when we start talking ar- about these things, it, it, it can very quickly go from theology, even though we're still talking about the things of God, to philosophy. Because mm-hmm. now we're philosopher. Sure. We're trying to understand things right. that are mysterious and that we can't necessarily like you know wrap our heads around. Yeah. Well, theology yeah. has to be practical. It's just like where does yeah. the rubber meet the road? How does yeah. it go to the streets? You sure. know how? Okay, I can talk about these things that I know to be true about God, but then the question comes: So what? What? Why does that matter yeah. at all? You know? And then I think that's how that application comes out. Is like, well, this is how I think that matters. I think it's it's sort of like when you know Paul said, "He must increase, I must decrease." When we know. I think when we know more about who God is, what He's doing in our world, it causes us to recognize not only how small we are, but it it, it causes God just to be big in our lives. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important piece of it. But we, I think He's probably talking about that in a bit of the sense that we we interact with God personally and relationally, but we also do that with with each other. You know. Yeah. And so having, I think that's part of where we as Christians, I don't think, grow as much in this understanding of theology as we don't generally sit around having those conversations right 
you know, and so that's probably why even in our churches we have provide different um, venues for people to do that, right? And we help to sort of facilitate that. But I, I don't know that in general most of our people sit around at the pub and talk about God and who He is and what He's done. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. We talked about it. We do. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, in general, people, right? He he talks about mystery in that statement. And do you think that maybe people are afraid to delve into the mystery? And that Mm. might be something that prevents people from talking about these things regularly? Yeah. Like, like, I think we've got to have a comfort level with some mystery. Yeah. We're we're not going to figure everything out. It's the one verse at the end of Revelation, if you add to this book. Everyone's going on. I'm not talking about right. it. I always thought about Revelation, even in the sense that people don't want to study that book because it's like, well, we can't know. We, you know, right. we can't figure this out. So what, why even bother? And I think people yeah. do the same thing with God. If we can't plumb the depths of God, we can't fully understand Him. So you know, why bother to delve in at all? And yeah. that's just silly. I love the the conversations we get into where where one guy spurs on another with a thought. And totally. We're just sure. like I said, plumbing the depths of who God is and what He's like and and what He's done for us. You, you just can't. It doesn't it, get it's old. It's so exciting right? and it's so edifying. Yeah. Even even if we're not solving mysteries you know we're talking about mysteries that are unsolvable we're still talking about the life giver and the things that have to do with the life giver and when you do that it gives you it gives you life (laughs) (laughs) whether whether you're like making strides that you didn't or not like just to 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 fellowship um underneath the banner of him is life-giving yeah like it i don't know yeah whatever all right i think you even think of like c.s lewis and and uh uh it was the Lord of the Rings, dude, bro. J.R. Yeah, okay, Tolkien. Tolkien. You know, and they, they were the same way, right? They would they would sit around, they'd light their pipes, and they'd, they'd just talk about what they loved most was right. God. And you look at the fellowship, and you look at some of the conversations that came out of that. To me, that's appealing. What's weird is that for other Christians, they look at that, and they're like, I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, what don't you get? You know, like these dudes mm. are like having the best kind of like conversations you could possibly have. It is weird when you get around other Christians and they want to talk about <clears throat> sports, totally. weather, whatever, you totally. know, anything and everything, but, totally, but the, you know, the, the wonderful creator. I feel like I'm a, I'm a freak in those situations because I'm trying to figure out how to insert, how mm-hmm. to like redirect sure. a conversation. And I know that I'm going to look like a weirdo because that's all I can think about. Like, I, I don't even want to be involved in the current conversation. Like, I want the conversation to, to get over here. Yeah. And then I'm just kind of like an uncharitable, like, whack job. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you are, David. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Weird, Num- maybe, but. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right. Number, number, number four says this. Uh, theology at its best always involves a dynamic relationship between critical theology and creedal theology. And then he goes on to explain, with that which must be wrestled with faithfully and that which must be handed down to us by the faithful. So both of those things need to be in place. Do you agree with that one, Jeff? Creedal uh, and not credo. Yeah. Yeah, creedal. And no, creedal. I, 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 I mean, I like how he words that because I think it does help us to see the, t- the two aspects in which we at times wrestle with theology is there is a critical aspect to it, but we have to go back to, okay, well, what does the Bible tell us? You know, and I think that's where that the creedal part of it comes in. You know, where he even talks about the fact that, you know, in the catechism is that we're, we're, you know, what is get the, you know, the the intention of man is to enjoy God and glorify Him forever, right? That that's our, that's what to be as our life is about. How do we do that if we don't know who He is, right? And what He's doing and how you know how He's working in our world. So, I think that's. Have you ever met anybody that, um, they're they're good at the critical. 
thinking part of it. They're always coming up with new ideas and new things and new revelations, and, and they're not necessarily good at the, the creedal part of it, uh, paying attention to what's been faithfully handed down to us. I, I think, think that's something we're dealing world. with a lot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people think of theology as purely academic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and there are people that are good in the world of mm-hmm. academia, right? Um, but there's also, you know, a history throughout the church of the theology mm-hmm. being handed down, you know, over, you know, thousands of years. Um, that matters. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not purely, an, uh, there is academia to theology, but it's not purely an academic endeavor. And I think the church has to take responsibility for that, that we've set that up yeah. in, in, in some ways, you know, where in, even in our churches, we can tend to use these different words, but we don't stop to explain What's he, what's he talking about here when he talks about sanctification? What does that mean, you know? What does we creedal just, mean, you right, might I mean, be asking right, right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have to explain that. Go ahead. <laughs> we have creeds, right? right. We have statements <laughs> that have basically been universal, passed down, you know, throughout church history for the church of what we believe. They're kind of the, I mean, not just essentials, but primarily like mm-hmm. essentials. It's what the church actually is grounded in and yeah. on. So they're, they're statements of belief. The Apostles' Creed. Being what we believe, yeah, about well, Jesus, about the, fa- about the Trinity, about his birth, about his resurrection, um, all, like all those primary things that make Christianity what Christianity is uh, have been you know, passed down and, and recited and, and accepted in creeds. So, Yeah, we even, so there's a song we sing that I believe in God the Father, I believe it's yep. it's actually the Apostles' it's Creed, just yeah. put, to, put to music, and yeah. it's, it's kind of what's been handed down faithfully. But it is scary when people start to want to, you know, tweak and think, well, do we really need yeah. to believe this about God, and is God really this way, and maybe he's like this, and um, this is what I, I think we see too many people doing today, and, and uh, there's the old phrase, if it's if it's new, it's not true, and if it's true, it's not new. Sounds right. Yeah. I had to think about that halfway through, but make sure I'm not spouting <laughs> something wrong. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, but, you, sure? I, you know, sure. I come up with people sometimes that come up with this new idea about God. Open theism was one of those things that came up a while back where it was a way to deal with the problem of evil that God really doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's limited his knowledge so that he's reacting to things the same way we are. And, and it maybe got him off the hook is what they were thinking. But it's like, well, that, you've created a bigger problem, you know, and. And that's again not what's been handed down to us. You, mm-hmm. You've you've changed, you know, who God is and what He's capable of mm-hmm. and what He's like. And that, you know, I can't help but think that God doesn't like when we do that kind of stuff. Is right. is, is Molinism new? <laughs> moly, 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 moly. <laughs> I don't know how new it is. Um, I think it's been around for a while, but um, that's like God it's probably had different names over the. God knows every probably, possible yeah. scenario. Like he's he's he's. Uh, I think a Minority Report. Like he's pictured all these different yeah. scenarios on a board, and now he's reacting to the best case scenario. Yeah. You know, and it's a way to get. It's a way to do away with things it. like that. Are probably more philosophical than they yeah. are actually like right. Setting out to change orthodoxy. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, all right. Mole, mole, mole. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? What does that even mean, bro? It's John Candy. Never oh. mind. <laughs> Uncle Buck? No. <laughs> also, also Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah. Both, both of them. The moly, moly, moly. was Austin Powers. Uh, Uncle Buck was first. I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uncle Buck. That's pulling from the archives. There's some theology in there, I'm sure. Yeah, that's where we get most of our good stuff. Number five, theology at its best invites a student on a journey from first naivety, skepticism, second naivety. So from a childlike faith to a critical faith to a mature childlike faith. 
I liked this progression. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but what, what's he saying? Agree, disagree? Well, I mean, I think there we know there is a sense where all of us at some point in our lives, you know, even if we grew up in the church or, or whatever the case might be, we, I think we, we come at our understanding of God from a really naive perspective. And then, you know, the goal is that over the course of time, we even if it's sometimes three steps forward and two steps backward, there's still a progression that's occurring that we're growing in our knowledge and understanding of God. You know, when it talks about in the scriptures that we grow in the grace and the knowledge of, of Jesus, you know, I think there is that sense where we continue to do that. But I also think when he's because he uses that mature childlike faith and where Jesus said, you know, unless you come with the faith of a child, you mm-hmm. know, where I think sometimes we can we can make theology that academic part of it where we we understand as much as we can but we don't accept some of those things in a childlike way well and take faith out of the equation like we got it all nailed down we don't even need faith anymore then it just is here you know yeah yeah agreed (laughs) that's it (laughs) well yeah (laughs) like again yeah again like like theology is not like this fruitless this vain attempt at just knowledge and becoming heady it actually changes you like the, the more that you think about god and you read about god and you understand about god the the more it absolutely changes you mm-hmm. yeah. um and so it, you're not it's it's not just that we understand a concept it's then that we meditate on those concepts of god that really start to to everything goes deeper in the soil of our hearts that way and our brains that way. And it, it changes our relationship with God. It changes mm-hmm. the way that we look at it, just like you were saying. Yeah. I love this quote, uh, Bill Bridge. Uh, Knowledge brings us to the door of truth, but meditation opens the door to the house and it takes us into all the rooms. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's really like his point is that when we camp on the things of God with our thoughts and with our reading and with our time it actually leads us to rooms that we have yet to discover mm. about God yeah. which which yeah. O- which only makes us better not not worse. it's not a vain fruitless attempt so where so, do you think most Christians yeah. on the where, where, where would you place them on this this journey that he's described here where do you think most Christians are on the teat <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 never okay. can I say that you just did we yeah, never yeah. we it's never we never want to get off the milk dude we need a five second delay now we, we want we want to we want to stay close to mom okay and and so that that's where most Christians are and it's unfortunate because there's so much that's being missed. I mean some people are only capable maybe of a, of a childlike faith and they don't they can't really have that point of of you know thinking through these things that you know the critical faith um, where they're questioning things, but, but unless you get to that point where you kind of know why you believe what you believe, sure. which is really the, the study of apologetics, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to understand these yeah. things and, and being able to defend the faith and being able to, to have an answer, you know, when somebody comes, comes and asks you a question about these things, it's just like, you, you need to find a way to move through that progression right. to get to that last part, you know, cause we do need to be critical in the way we think about these things. Uh, we should be skeptical. These are, these are big claims, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, but there's answers for them. And when you get to that settled area of a mature child, like faith, where you have these answers and you know how to defend it, um, <laughs> <laughs> not that it's, never mind. You know what? It's the idea never of being mind. a continual, and I think it's the idea of being a continual learner. Sure. You know, we never yeah. arrive. Yeah. But I do think there are times, and I think that this happens as we get older, is that there are things that we become um, 
like, no, we get, we know, we understand. And we just kind of stay there, you know, and we're right. not willing to be challenged or we're not willing to understand, you know, right. a different perspective or, you know, so we get kind of sort of set in that. And yeah. I think there are things that we should be set in that we shouldn't compromise in. But then I think there are things that we're like, you know, I, I don't know that I, I fully understand that completely. So right. I'm willing to continue to learn. I just think sometimes there's, uh, I think we see a lot of excuses for, not learning some of these things. I mean, yeah. we have so much information at the palm of our, in the palm of our hands or on a computer it's or crazy. whatever that we can. Ridiculous. You know, but I think that's sometimes the challenge because we have so much information. How do you know what's true? You right. know, and and who's willing to discipline themselves enough to actually sit down and pursue those? And I think right. that's maybe where we as churches and pastors come in is to help people to say, hey, you know, if you want to know more about that, I mean, obviously you go to the right. Bible, but here's a really solid. Mm-hmm. biblical-based book that can help you really dig deeper into that, that really unpacks Yeah, it. and in regards to this, there's there's some really good books. Um, there's The Evidence That Demands a Verdict, mm-hmm. Apologetics book. There's the um, What Skeptics Believe, Norm, Norm Geisler, as well as I Don't Have Enough Faith to no, Be an Atheist. There's there's several others that yeah. we could recommend. But just go through these basic questions. Right, and help yeah. but, but then there needs to be the, the growth, like the, the gaining of knowledge coupled with humility. Yeah. Right. Because um, so many times I know in my life, when I look back at my Christian life, when I was maturing in knowledge, like I should have been caged, man. Like that's the other side <laughs> of it is sometimes as we grow and we progress and we walk into new rooms in the house, <laughs> like we really feel like we know something now, mm-hmm. you know, and so we need to keep our attitude in check. And the way that we grow, the way that we accumulate the, gr- the greatest things we can know yeah. about God um, should produce humility, not like, Absolutely. oh. I know, I know a thing or two. I can go take somebody on. Right? Well, that one goes right into the next one, number six. Uh, theology at its best enables a student to read the world theologically and to live in the world theologically. The former done with great care and the latter always done graciously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it is exactly what you're talking about right there. Um, you know, wh- the way we live in the world, the way we relate to right. our worldview, the, what we think about God, what we think about man, all of this stuff we have to... So we don't become separatists and we don't become self-righteous, which actually, if you think about it, goes hand in hand with a proper growing knowledge of God. The more that you look at God, the more that you see the heart of God towards a people mm-hmm. who have no business enjoying a heart fr- uh, the heart of God for them. Mm-hmm. And so we start, we start to change in the way that we uh, approach the world around us and look at people who don't know what we do, right? Right. Like, forgive them. They know not what they do. Like that needs to be the mature Christians, um, like, like cry and understanding and plea to, to themselves is like, they know not what they do. Right. But for the grace of God, that's me. (laughs) That's me. And I think you see, especially in social media, so many Christians like (laughs) wanting to win arguments and destroy people. And and it's just not like, totally. It's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to, to live graciously among the people that we, we, we disagree with and don't, don't see eye to eye with is, is what Christ did yes. um, and what we're called to do. And, and it's definitely something that you don't see enough of these yeah. days. And yeah, and I don't, back in Jesus' day, I don't think you'd ever see a headline that says, you know, Jesus owns the libs or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's just not his way. <laughs> no. Yet we try to make it our way. <laughs> all right, the last one is uh, I like where he lands with all of this because theology, you know, like you were saying, Jeff, it, 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 uh, it's weighty and stuff, but it, it needs to work itself out in some way in the way we live. And so it says theology at its best results in an increased love of God, a love of Christ's body, a love of one's neighbors, and a joyful and irres- irrepressible sense of wonder about this world that God so loves. That's, yep. Yeah, that's so, kind of where I was just going, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you think about First Corinthians thirteen, right, where he talks about all these different things, you know. If, but if you don't have love, and mm-hmm. I think we we at times forget that because we can have we can know all those things, like you were saying, we can have a lot of knowledge, but if we don't if we don't come at people or have conversations with people out of genuine love for God and for them, then we are. I mean, we just become those clanging symbols, and it's like, yep. who's going to listen to you? I mean, I, mm. I'm not going to listen to you because I don't like the way that you're coming at me, you know? And you can win an argument online, but you've lost the, the war on loving people, you yeah. know? And I think that's where, I do think that's where some of our, um, those that have gone before us in different ways have, I mean, I used to watch those debates of people having conversations, man, there was just no love in that, you know, they were just coming at each other. And I, and I think especially when we're, we're having discussions with those who are lost, it, it has to be based in love, you know, otherwise, so what if you won the argument? They, they don't really care, you know? And I think that, I just think we sometimes forget that. Yeah, I think there's a lot right. of people that think that the goal of theology is to put as much information in your brain as you possibly can um, and just continue to mass knowledge, mass knowledge, mass knowledge, just puffed up head, you know. Right. And, and But I love what he where he goes with this, loving God, loving his church, loving your neighbor, and loving the world around mm-hmm. us. Not, not not the things of the world, not the no. you know, sin, but, but it's like, I don't think most people think of theology, no. that's the goal of theology. Right, right. <laughs> Well, get, yeah, get more more theology equals basically getting more of God, yeah. which equals having more of the things that God has yeah, right. towards others. So yep. it's really not a cold, dead exercise, you know. No, the progression uh, that, that people is think it's, set. It's life-giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, one of the things that I think he, it comes out in this is, is the idea that we, as Christians, remain teachable. Um, <laughs> you've all run into these people that have lost the art of teachability sure. to put it nicely. Um, and, and it's frustrating to be around somebody that is not teachable. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things we got to always be is teachable. Uh, yeah. what else, what, what are some other things that, that Christians should be when it comes to these things? I think we have to be continual learners. I just think we, yeah. I mean, hungry. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that hunger and thirst for righteousness, you know, I, was thinking about, you know, we've been going through the series and the Christmas story, and one of them, you know, is, is you think about Simeon, you know, he's just a, an older man that was, he's just waiting for the Lord, you know, he's continually watching, he's continually waiting, he's living righteously, he's living a devoted life, he's being obedient, but he's continually waiting for, for the Messiah, you know, and who, we don't know how old he, old he was, but we know he was an older man, you know, that mm-hmm. was that just came regularly doing that. And I think that wasn't, that's an example to us of how we would just continue to live faithful, obedient, devoted lives, you know, as we wait for Christ's return. But I think especially as we study the things of God, because it does, I think it does, it ought to produce humility in us. I think it also, if we understand it correctly, ought to produce love. I mean, just a genuine love for, for God, but I think also a genuine love for mankind. And I think that's, I don't know. The, I think we sort of lost that in our in yeah. not only, not just in sure. our world, but I think even in our churches at times. Yep. You know, yeah. 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 We don't we don't show a lot of grace to one another when we disagree. Yeah. You know, and we don't show the love of Christ to each other um, in that. And I think that's a the love piece is just such a. I just think it's something we just can easily forget. Yeah, I agree. You mentioned being faithful, and you know, I think there's a lot of Christians that you know maybe aren't is faithful to work at their theology. Um, I think there's just a reliance upon the church or the pastors mm. to provide that solely. 
mm-hmm. which sure we do that, but um, you know, I would encourage anybody <clears throat> that, that calls himself a follower of Christ yeah. to, to work, be faithful at working at learning more about God outside of just Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. right? Study to show yourself approved, right. yeah. a workman who need right. not be ashamed. Huh. That's a good rightly divided. That's a that's a good point mm-hmm. that you made because, like, we have. Um, d- I, I think dads, fathers think the same way. Like, oh, the, the Sunday school class is yeah, yeah. going to take care of this, and then the, the yeah. pulpit's going to take care of this. And it's like you're the priest of your home, sure. like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like if, if God has given has blessed you with a child, you automatically are responsible for like good habits in theology. Right. You're the chief theologian, theology. chief theologian in that department. You should yeah. be the <laughs> chief theologian for the sake of your kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's good. Yeah, um, we've lost that, have we? Yeah, we, uh, it's gone. It's long gone. Yeah. When you think of those who have influenced you the most and, and you've benefited from the most, apart from, you know, present company excluded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. <coughs> I, I got no other answers than yeah. that. <laughs> who comes to mind as, as theologians that, uh, that that you appreciate? I, there's a thing right now where they're like list four of them on, on Twitter. I'm seeing all these different faces of guys. And um, so... Who, who would you put it? I know who you're going to say, David. Go no, ahead. No, you just, don't. Just what say, am I saying? Say the first guy. It, do I, is he the greatest theologian? Maybe. No, no just, maybe just, not. Just who's, who's impacted you as far as their, you know, your theology and, and one person? Well, I don't know. Just give me something. Okay, well, just I, say Spurgeon. I, I love Spurgeon. <laughs> yeah. Spur, Spurgeon. His is his is more of a proclamation. Like his theology is obviously good. Like what he's yeah. proclaiming mm-hmm. is good. So that would be his theology. But yeah, his maybe in a. In a different way, I, I I love Calvin and his theology. Uh, mo- more modern day, I'm a Piper guy, man. I, I love Piper yep, and his agreed. theology. Again, is not is he perfect? Do I completely agree with him on everything? No, but like I've learned so much from the love that guy has for learning about God, yep. and it's like been contagious, man. It's just yeah. rubbed off on me. I agree, dude. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's three. What do you got, Jeff? Yeah. Three. <coughs> you don't There's have to do old three. and then kind of old <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. you can just do one. It yeah. doesn't matter. Just there, there, there are some some guys that you yeah. listen to and you think, oh, that guy's a really dynamic speaker or has mm-hmm. you know stage presence yeah. or whatever, and you know can, can name you know a dozen guys that you would think for that sure. about. But Piper is a guy for me that like when I listen to him, I, I don't think like Piper's awesome. I think God's awesome. Exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. And he just has this way like I like I endeavor to totally. do that. Um, you know, like, like he does. Um, and so, yeah, he's probably been for me the single most influential, you know, theologian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a Spurgeon guy. I mean, I think we all are, mm-hmm. you know, Spurgeon guys. Uh, but I also think about just people in my life that I've known, mm-hmm. you know, over the years for who sure. at different times and seasons have had impacts on me that I, I wouldn't necessarily call them, you know, theologians, right. uh, you know, in the proper sense of the word, but just people that But people like God. to sit around and talk about right, God. Right, people that have loved God that have been a part of my yeah. life, you know, from the time yeah. I was a kid, I could look back and say, well, this guy had an influence in this, like, names that, that nobody's ever going to know, they're not going to be famous. That's why I love, write books, yeah. right? we're not supposed to talk about, that. that's why I love this so much and what we have, like, every week, there's a point, like, every week where we sit around and we just talk about God. And it's right. not because we're trying to, it just happens. Right. And like, I, I think sometimes like if I didn't have that in my life, like how much worse off I sure. would be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just say Jesus because that's spiritual. That's spiritual. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus is mine. I, I think, I, I mean, a couple, I, I mean, I mean, Wayne Grudem is one that I've read, you know, for yeah. systematic theology. And I think there's, 
uh, that that's been helpful over the years just in learning that um john owen it's another one an older one <laughs> if you Ooh. can read him yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a tough one to read but i i, I so think it says he, the doctor of and i think he he, cha- he challenges my thinking like i don't think on that level yeah you know all the time and so i think it's it's it challenges me to think more deeply about it, even if yeah. I don't fully understand and I have to read it like six yeah, he, times. He challenges my reading. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> reading this uh, guy J. was like J. reading Ryle, John Allen. I think it is. I mean, yeah, he's, he's another, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just written, I just got a book of his called Holiness. I'm just going to start reading it. And I, because I think it, one of the things that's easy for us is that, uh, at least for me, I'm trying, I want to be more disciplined in, in reading things that are going to challenge me theologically as far as just my understanding of these. Maybe sort of these bigger truths that are not always easy to wrap our minds around. Right. Um, I mean, the other one is I, I, I appreciate Todd Miles from Western yeah. Seminary. Yeah, I mean, you I can throw Todd throw is, Todd, sure. Todd's I mean, I name out just, there. He's a total nerd. I mean, he's he's intelligent, but he was really like a nuclear yeah, scientist he's a, he's a, before, you know. But, humble. But he can yeah, just bring it down to like, okay, right. this is how we best understand that. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the few guys that I've seen that I can actually – he, he can think on that level and talk on that level, but he often he is it just bringing it, yeah, bring it down yeah. to the street level. Say, okay, here's – he puts it on the – you know, sort of the low-hanging fruit so we can understand yeah. We've been it. wanting yeah. to get him on here. Like, we feel like like maybe like he's he would be good enough to have on here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. next time he comes over, you know. Now, now that our podcast is so well-known that yeah, maybe Todd would come on. Right. It's the big <laughs> leagues, baby. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's good. He's on the, he does the, – they have the podcast they do, the yeah. food trucks. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. They, yeah, it but. cut for a long time, and then they've added a couple yeah, okay. more recently. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good yeah. name to throw out there. Yeah, there's lots of other guys that, that come to mind. Uh, Sproul, um, John Stott. Sure. You know, there's yeah. just uh, – Keller, for me, is, is always going to be one of these guys that um, – I, you know, I don't know something about the yeah. way he the way he words things and the way he comes yeah. at things that I really appreciate. Uh, Carson's another one. Da Carson's another one that I've I really love. But uh, it's just cool to think of the all the the gifts that and the the accessibility we have to so much good information. It's ridiculous. Right. Uh, we have really no excuse as Christians to not uh, plumb the depths. It's and, almost and overwhelming. Like get into it. It's almost like we're we're too inundated sometimes. With, yeah. With all the information we have available yeah. to us there's so much i mean I'm, there's so much it's like how quickly can you google something and right you, and, and if you don't know exactly what you should be looking for it's easy to i think it's easy to be deceived yeah we put out a list and we we, sure. we update it from time to time of yeah. uh, recommended resources and recommended reading yeah and it's a good thing to have for people that want to you know some some trusted sources at least yeah, yeah. did we um, do a podcast episode where we put something yeah. out there as well yeah we, we did a resource dump yeah we're like who do we Quite read a while back what do we listen to what do we recommend yeah. like all that stuff yeah. I, I think a real basic theology um and and helping us to see some some of the heresies that are out there is Todd's book, Superheroes Can't Save Us, you know, where he, he just kind of compares all that to the superheroes sure. and how it's that... It's a great book that's on the street level. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, and we have copies of that. So if you're out there listening and you, uh, you, you're you feeling inspired to maybe uh, dig in more, uh, I know we've got like the equipping classes starting up again on uh, Monday nights uh, in January. You guys probably have different... I know you're, you have a Sunday school class that meets. It's kind of an equipping yeah, class. Yeah, we're evidence that a man's verdict. Uh, you know, there's lots of things we want to offer, and then there's books available. There's, you mm-hmm. know... And we would even just, you know, count it a privilege to sit down with people and sure. just talk about these things because yeah. we, we really don't get tired of talking about them. So, no, we don't. Um, yeah, let us know. Any any last words, parting comments? I just think it's important for people not to to make excuses about just digging into theology. 
there's just so many good resources I think that are available. Yeah. And it, there, I just think there's no stupid question. And I think that's sometimes where people get caught up as well. I should know that. You know, I mean, I mean, it depends on what it is, but, but I think it's, it's as far as theology goes, it's just, it just ask the question so that you yeah. can find the answer. And there you, you got all people, all kinds of people around you in your church that, that are willing to do that. And, and, yeah. And I think if somebody's listening that doesn't go to church, I think they need to find a church and a good church yeah. that preaches the Bible. And there is so. a discipline component, but I, I also hate I also hate to say the obvious. I don't want to sound like the jerk at the table, yeah, but like go. where where your treasure is, there your heart. Like a lot of people don't crawl into theology and don't grow in their theology because they don't their interest isn't there. It's sure. not a primary interest even mm-hmm. for some Christians. And so I would even pray that God would make it one for you. <laughs> like yeah. that that he would become a primary interest. Like he's just it's just mm-hmm. so much better. What you're gonna get back from spending time there is so much better than whatever else it is you've been spending all your time in. I like guarantee the payback like isn't mm-hmm. even on the same level. So I, w- I would pray for a desire, a, a, yeah, right. a love to want to know him more. We yeah. don't we don't think of this as worship, but it absolutely is worship. It, cr- it yeah, causes yeah. you to for worship. Sure. It is. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a form of worship when we, yeah, when we, when we study yes. our God and, and get to know him better. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, is it, well, there's a saying that I read once that, you know, about the idea that theology, you know, good theology leads us to doxology. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it leads us to worship God for who he is and what he's done. I mean, it's just... Uh, and I and I think what what can what happens is when people begin to pursue him, those other things they just actually just become less. They fade. Yeah, and they yeah. and they're not that important anymore. No, once you, know? you taste of him, you're like, what, what was I doing? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. What was I doing? The things yeah. of earth grow strangely <laughs> dim in the light of his glory yeah. and grace. You should, you should write that down. That's a good. Yeah. Write that. <laughs> that should be a song. Be a good song, Larry. Yeah. All right. Why don't you guys pray? Pray us out of here. I'll pray. Lord, thanks for this day. Thank you for the privilege that we have to know you and uh, to love you and to serve you. We're grateful for uh, that, and we just ask that you would continue to help us to grow and mature uh, in our faith, in our in our uh, knowledge of you and who you are, and that it would lead us to live uh, just lifestyles of worship, God, uh, of who you are and what you've done and um, what you call us to do and how you call us to live, Lord. So thank you for the time today. And Lord, for those that are listening, we pray that you would give them just a, a greater love for you, uh, a desire to, to study you and who you are and what you've done in our world and our doing. And uh, just uh, thank you for uh, just your goodness and grace. Thank you for the Bible that we have that we can go to and find uh, these answers for who you are. And we're grateful for it as well and the reliability of it. And so we just commit our day to you. Thank you for it in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, always good. See everybody next time. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.